Welcome to Women Winning Divorce with your host, Heather Quick. Heather brings over 20 years of law experience that advocates and empowers women to achieve happier and healthier lives. Each week, we provide knowledge and guidance on different aspects of family law to help lead women through the difficult and emotional legal challenges that they are facing. Listen in as she discusses issues including divorce, custody, alimony, paternity, narcissism, mediation, and other family law issues to provide insight on the journey of women winning divorce. Welcome to the show. I'm Julie Morgan, and I'm joined by your host, Heather Quick. Heather, today's topic is a good one. I know you're looking forward to it, as am I. Oh, I didn't even say hello. Hi, Heather. Hello, Julie. How are you today? You're so excited. You're just ready to get on into it, aren't you? I am. I am because I'm sure this is, I mean, this, this has to come up because they have to, okay, you know what, let's, before I even just start, because I'm just going to just, let me go ahead and ask you a question. Well, I'm going to tell everybody the topic, dating after divorce. The first question I have for you, Heather, is it okay to date while you're separated or going through a divorce? Is that okay? Um, the main answer would be no. Um, generally no. And, you know, there, for many reasons, it depends on your situation. I think that, um, you know, one, how does that affect your legal situation? So that, that's where I'm coming from as the attorney. Um, how relevant is it? You know, what areas will it affect? So that's where I'm coming from. I'm not even coming from the you know, psychological, all of that part, it, the very first thing I'm going to look at is, okay, you're getting a divorce. These are the reasons, this is the way it may or may not affect your divorce. And then, you know, we have a conversation about that. So usually I would say no. Okay. But Heather, I really, I mean, I feel like it's time for me to get back out there and I know I can do it. it, it it's going to work out. It's going to work out in my husband. He's okay with it. Do you hear that often? I hear a lot of reasons for yes to do it. Um, um, the, um, and I'm trying to think, how, basically I would say no. And you know, like just as like, if you were my friend, I'd be like, no, 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 no. You are being completely irrational. And I understand you want to feel love and get attention and all that. But you're likely just getting ready to repeat the same thing you were just in and maybe give yourself some space and some objectivity mm. before you jump into something. And that's even if you don't have children. I, I mean, I'm just looking out for the individual, but usually that's not what they are asking me for. So I am going to approach it from the legal standpoint because I'm not a therapist. And, um, but during the divorce, more often than not, the answer is no. Because it really makes things complicated, doesn't it? Well, it always does. And, you know, the thing is, if we look at it from a purely financial stand, you know, point, if you have, if, if we are trying for an alimony case, then it, you're potentially setting yourself up for, you know, 
a reason to not have alimony, depending on how serious, you know, this gets with this person. Um, and depending on, you know, and if we're just talking about dating, I mean, I get it, but if you have children that are involved in that, it is, um, it's just a really bad idea. And I know, oh, oh, he's already doing it. This isn't about him. This is about you and who you are and, you know, what the issues are in your case and how this is going to affect your case. So from that standpoint, if, you know, as your attorney, we say, no, you ought to listen because you have hired us and paying for that advice. How does it look when it comes to a mediator or a judge if the if your client is dating, if the woman is dating? And, um, you know, like I said, if it's, you know, a great guy or whatever, it's fine, but it can be confusing. The only time anybody cares is if there's kids. Mm-hmm. I care if there's a financial impact, potentially. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the judge or mediator, it's really not relevant and it doesn't matter. Unless you're dating somebody who is very shady, who has like a criminal record or a history of any kind of violence. And that, um, and and I know, you know, people say, oh, no, he's great. Until... We're at a hearing or something, and then we see his record of domestic violence because your your husband's attorney found it. I mean, just that's that's how things go. That's what I was going to say. He could use it against you. Correct. If, if there are kids or just make you feel like a fool. But again, none of that is relevant. But when there's children, there's a lot of reasons that that does come into play. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So let's, let me ask it this way. When is the best time to start dating? After a divorce, of course. (laughs) Go, go play the field first. It's a see, Hey, you know, maybe the grass isn't greener. No, I am totally being facetious, sarcastic. I I am kidding, but I, you know, earlier in one of the episodes previously, we talked about really healing from this relationship um, so that you are a better version of yourself the next time you put yourself out there um, in a relationship. Um, Everybody hears, oh, this is just the rebound. Well, and that's because you're not thinking clearly and you're looking for most likely the things that you felt like you were missing in that relationship. And that's why people do say take it slow. Um, And, you know, just give your self time to mourn the relationship, mourn the marriage, and maybe understand why it didn't work out so that you can show up better in the next relationship. Um, you know, there's, I don't know who that, where the saying came from, but, you know, um, I've heard it from, you know, very experienced, um, older divorce attorneys that, you know, it takes two to make a marriage and it takes two to break it. And that's fair, you know, and even if you feel very victimized, you know, I'm hopeful that as you are coming out of that, you choose not to be the victim and can see and learn from yourself who you were that allowed you to kind of find that relationship and and, and maybe understanding yourself is how you're going to 
maybe make different decisions or see things differently. Um, I just think that that helps set you up for success mm. the next time around, you know, because yeah. I really do hope as far as uh, women, you know, that this divorce just doesn't harden you so much and you never feel like there's an opportunity out there for you to have a relationship and have that connection with somebody. So I do, I think that's important. We're all, you know, humans are relational. It's really important to have that kind of companionship. And so if you take the time to learn more about yourself, give yourself some time, you know, I think you have more of an opportunity for success. Mm. And, you know, I think about this, that's probably especially important in terms of a marriage that has been pretty lengthy, a, a long marriage, if you were married for a long time. Yes. I mean, cause I, um, you know, it is, it's it, the longer you're married, you know, you just have shared so much of a life with somebody that, and then you haven't dated in a really long time, most mm -hmm. likely, you know? And, um, so it's different. And as you start this next chapter of your life, like really giving yourself some time to think, well, what is it that you want or looking for? You know, it's it's probably not really the exact copy of what you just got out of in your marriage. But, you know, we there's parts of, you know, ourselves and probably psychology that might be attracted to that unless you figure out like, oh, wait, that is not what I want. So that's where taking the time to get to that point comes in into play. It does. And I know that is not usually what anyone wants to hear. Um, and I recognize that. And that's why they don't ask me that often. But <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to ask somebody something that I don't really know. I don't want the answer to, you know. But if we're talking after the divorce, I do still think so. Like, Anne, mm -hmm. when you're going through a divorce, just as that, it is an extremely different and um, you know, I want to say unnatural, but it is like, you don't live like that wondering about litigation or keeping track of so many things. Um, so you got to give yourself time to kind of like, okay, I was in the divorce. Now I need to figure out who I am because the person you are in litigation and divorce is really not who you want to show up as on a date. You know, I think you want to give yourself time to be past that so that you're not like, you know, an episode of one of those sitcoms where your first date, and you're just talking about your ex the whole time. Probably won't be a second date. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, I think that is why having that time and then, you know, having that time after the divorce to figure out who you are now that you are really single, mm. legally single. Legally, single. you may have felt single for a long time, but now you're legally single. Yeah. Two totally different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's interesting, the quote that you um, you said you didn't know who who said it, but um, it basically goes back to looking at the relationship and also looking at yourself from your ex partner's perspective. You know, can you see what happened in the marriage and then you can look into a new relationship 
you know, and I think that that takes um, that takes growth and, you know, a lot of emotional maturity. To not blame somebody else, which I, I will raise my hand as I, I am really good at blaming um, and, you know, kind of reflecting because with that comes an opportunity for you to really, you know, have something that is better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you have to show up different if you want something different, kind of like, you know, you keep asking the same questions and expecting a different answer. I think that's the, like the definition of insanity. Like you gotta do something different to get something different. Mm. Preach, Heather, preach. Oh my <laughs> goodness, let me tell you. Oh my. Uh, you're listening I, to- I'm just saying, hey, I've heard it all. Like, right, you know, it's doing it. That is the challenge that we all call life, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man, because I I can't even tell you how many times I've asked the same question over and over again, wanting a different response, expecting a different response, but knowing I'm not going to get it. But I still keep asking. In so many situations, <laughs> you know. Yes. Wow, and it's interesting how this applies to more than just marriage. So even if this is not something you're going through. Um, there are so many takeaways from this. So many takeaways. You're listening to Women Winning Divorce with Heather Quick, owner and attorney of Florida Women's Law Group. When we return, we're going to talk about when you are ready to date. Stay with us. Welcome back to Women Winning Divorce with Heather Quick, owner and attorney of Florida Women's Law Group. All right, Heather. So this is after the divorce, you've given yourself some time, so you are ready to start dating, all righty? What's the first thing we need to think about? Um, I think it seems that, you know, it may sound simple, but I think it's true to think about like qualities that you are looking for in a partner and, and, you know, I probably that's, is a good word, like a partnership, you know, in a relationship, what, what are you looking for from that? You know, do you, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, I really want somebody who like is, you know, is active, you know, who likes to play golf or tennis, or you could be a runner or just being outside, you know, who likes that kind of stuff. Or I want somebody who, you know, loves to read books and go to movies. Um, I don't, you know, like, I think thinking of maybe things that are your hobbies, likes, and interests that maybe you have not, you didn't pay attention to for a while, or you really didn't even explore, and now there's an opportunity for that. So I think that's a great place to start because then you can have a good foundation. Yeah, and those could be your deal breakers or your must-haves. And you have to be honest with yourself about those things. I think so. And um, because there, you know, it's being open to all kinds of different people. And, you know, meaning as far as you may not have dated in 10, 15 years, it's like, wow, what? who do I want to be? What kind of person, what kind of personality? Um, you know, I want somebody who I can talk to and relate to, um, you know, and then you do have to just go out there and meet people, you know, to determine that chemistry. But I think mm -hmm. if you've thought it through, like, 
And maybe you never expressed that you love to, you know, go walking through the woods and looking at birds or something. I'm just making that up. But you never like yeah. really, well, we were dating. Like I knew that like that he wouldn't be interested in that. But you don't know. And now you have this chance to say, hey, I really love this. Maybe I can find somebody who likes to do the same things I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And, you and, never and by know- the way, I haven't yeah. been on many of them or any, but there's like a Facebook group for everything. So, I mean, you could say bird watchers of Northeast Florida, and I bet there's a Facebook group. Like somebody told me once, they're like, there was a Facebook group for people who had had knee surgery and looking to get a reversal of something and have hardware removed. Like that specific, Julie. And it's not from personal knowledge. And somebody told me this and it's fascinating to me. So there's just all these ways to connect with people who like things that you like. Wow. I need to look at Facebook because I had no idea what. Are you serious? That's something. Okay, I am not that. advocating for that one way or another, but hey, it's there, so look at it. Check well, it no. out. I'm thinking, no, in, in when I say that, I mean specifically like the types of groups that are out there. I, I yeah. didn't, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So also one thing I, I thought about is, um, And this kind of goes back, it goes back to just really being honest with yourself, sitting down and saying, hey, this is what I really like. This is what I appreciate. So I need to find that person that I have these things in common with, because it'll probably last longer than someone that you just have, you know, that sexual heat with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the opportunities for meeting people are different now. Right. So you know, yeah, you may think, oh, well, I've got to meet this type of person doing this kind of job. But yeah, until you really put yourself out there in different environments, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't know what's out there. Yeah. Online dating. We mentioned Facebook. It's probably going to happen, right? I, um, Yes. And this is a topic that, you know, I have, I've certainly interviewed different folks on this because I have never done it. Um, And it is a slippery, um, slippery slope. You have to be careful and you have to get educated because there are different sites mean different things. And, um, but I'm pretty sure there's like a dating site for everybody. I think there's like even farmers dating sites or something I've like that. Seen I, I that think I commercial. saw that commercial. Yeah, we've yeah. seen the commercial. So there's lots of them. There's Christian dating sites. There's, um, you know, like certain age, you know, like over a certain age. Like there's a lot of ways you can narrow it. And I know I, it's probably on the website somewhere where this was many years ago, but I did interview um, a psychologist on that. And there's also dating coaches to help you understand that, um, that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But something I, I've heard from friends that have uh, done online dating is um, whoever you meet may not match the profile. Yeah. Kind of like those headshots on websites you know, and then you meet the person, you're like, that was like 20 years and 20 pounds ago, you know, so it could be exactly, exactly. Um, 
And so that's probably something that, and, and you know, I've, I know it's a challenge for a lot of people because that's not the world they were in, you know, when they met their spouse. But um, I think that you, you know, you reach out, educate yourself to the best you can. I, I, I do think a dating coach is a great idea because they can really coach you and advise you through this process um, because you can be very vulnerable and it's that, you know, you can get hurt real easily, um, certainly on these dating sites. And you've got to remember certain boundaries and make, you know, different and make certain decisions, I think, ahead of time as far as, you know, what you're doing and, you know, who you're going to meet and all those safety things that we all know, but it's like, eat for lunch or coffee. Don't go all in on a dinner, public place, take your own car or Uber and do something that maybe is not, um, not as much pressure to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know like, I know I saw that like a, a trip to the museum where that, where you can talk about other stuff and don't maybe feel so much pressure just to sit across from somebody mm-hmm. and answer yeah. questions. And also I, I like that idea because it is a public place. Like a lot of people are around. That's important. Oh, Hey, and this, okay. I did watch this and I am going to say, and watch like the Tinder swindler, like watch it understand what's out there because if you haven't been out there you don't don't know know. and of course as we're watching it we're going you're gonna be like oh yeah no i saw that coming i can't believe that but it's true there are people out there that don't have good intentions and and they're all and they're everywhere and it's not to say that they haven't existed forever but when you're vulnerable you're vulnerable and that's who people pick that is when somebody is out for no good, they've got like the radar for that vulnerability. Um, and, you know, we don't want that. We don't want to see that happen to anyone. No. And, you know, you may say you may watch that and say, oh, like you said, I saw that coming. That'll never happen to me. But when you're in the situation. You don't know that. And they're professional con artists. I mean, I mean, honestly, out there, there really are. And. You know, with the skills they have, they could probably be very successfully legally, but that's not the path they've chosen. So just, you know, understand. It's true. You watch that. You're like, wow, y'all could really probably do stuff on the up and up. But I just think it's it's important um, that, you know, you, again, you know, we've talked about this probably in at least every episode. It's, you know, taking personal responsibility and, and having your eyes open. And, and, and you do want to, you know, have your own personal boundaries. Protect yourself. Because you're you're venturing into a whole new world. Yeah. And it's gonna be exciting and fun. And that's great. And just, you know, want to protect yourself. And um and you you mentioned our previous episodes. If if you want to go and listen to our previous episodes, you can go to the website womenwinningdivorce.com, subscribe, download, and listen to the previous episodes. One thing that keeps coming up in my mind as we have this conversation is stay away from narcissists. I mean, you may not have been one, been with one before, but stay away from them. I mean, and that's one of the episodes that you can listen to on our website. But seriously, you know I'm right, Heather. Stay away. I do. You know, well, right, because, you know, we talked about, hey, you got in it, you didn't see it coming. Listen to it, you know, 
look at that and, and say, okay, I'm seeing this and this is probably not the person I want to be with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're overbearing. They're trying to like totally take over my whole life and be involved in my whole life. And we've been on one or two dates, maybe take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, and you know, I'm... when you didn't listen to your friends before, listen to them now. Mm, yes. Yes. Especially the ones that were right before, because they will probably be right again. I'm just saying. I'm just right. saying. And especially people who care about you yeah. and know you and see that, be open and say, hey, what do you think? You know, and ask them because if they, the people who care about you, really, that's, that's their only goal is to see you with somebody who maybe is better for you than the last relationship. Right, right. And I think about the dates that that um, that you go on, especially when you think about meeting someone online. We go back to being in a public setting. That is so important because your safety is first. It's paramount. But another thing I thought about is the type of date that it is. It doesn't have to be dinner or coffee, right? It could be, like you said, going to the museum, even a workout class or riding a bike in a public park right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something that maybe makes it not so much pressure, just looking at each other in a conversation, but you know, and Hey, and, and kind of, I think once you have a couple of these dates and meet people, you can recognize, okay, like, you know, probably pretty early on, I don't like you and say, you know what? Thanks, but I got to go. This isn't about somebody else's feelings. Like it's a coffee date, you know? If you don't like the way they, or they don't drink coffee, they like only drink teas and say, okay, you know, if that's a deal breaker for you, that's a deal breaker. Walk away. You know, I don't know, but whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're back in the day where you can be like, no, thank you. And walk away. Yeah. And it's, it's better to understand that earlier. If that's a deal breaker for you, you know, it's better to understand sooner rather than later. Yes. Yes. And yes. And especially in these early dates that are certainly from online, you know, where you're not really know where the person's coming from, you know, you do need to look out for yourself. Okay. This is not the time to, you know, you hear somebody sob story and then you're like, Oh, I feel so bad not going out with them again. No, Mm -hmm. don't do, don't get sucked into that. No, you need to let that go. (laughs) Indeed. Yes. You're not out there to save the world and don't go out there looking for somebody to save you either. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that dating coach that you mentioned earlier, wow, that, that would come in handy, right? Ooh. Wow. It's fascinating. There's so many out there. Like there's a lot out there's a lot of support out there. There is there are so many great things out there and available that I, I do encourage you to look and see and and find, you know, that kind of support in, in areas that you would not have thought of. Yeah. And if you have a friend that you know has um, experience with online dating talk to them absolutely you know talk to them ask them questions about this learn from their mistakes so you don't make the same mistakes you know yes you're listening to women winning divorce with heather quick owner and attorney of florida women's law group we're going to take a quick break here but when we return we're going to talk more about dating stay with us Welcome back to Women Winning Divorce with Heather Quick, owner and attorney of Florida Women's Law Group. All right, Heather. So first date. Of course, I'm going to talk about my ex-husband. 
and my kids and I'm going to show them pictures. I'm going to pull out, you know, I'm going to have, I have an accordion, right? Of the pictures. <laughs> and I'm just going to pull that out, whip that out. And I'm going to show them Johnny, Timmy and Mike. Um, yeah. You know what I'm going to say about that. And you know what? And I'm going to say it for a lot of reasons. Um, but one, just, this is like, be safe and be smart. You have no idea who this person is and don't open up your whole life. And, um, because you don't know if they deserve to know that information, right? You know, you, you have, you got it. You do need to vet them. You need to determine, Hey, do they, have they earned the right to know that much about me? Are they, you know, a safe person? So I think that you can, I mean, I'm not, you know, you're not hiding the fact, but you're not divulging all of this information. Um, I think that that's the kind of person that does open themselves up to somebody who doesn't have good intentions because you're just being very vulnerable. Um, and if that's what you want to do, I would say you're not ready. That you know what? That's a good point. If, and you, if you go on a first date and you do that, you need to step, take a step back and say, okay, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Think about that. It's, um, yeah, I, I think that's just the reflection. And, you know, and hey, maybe you go on a tester date with somebody and then you find, and you're like, wow, I don't know how to do this. I, I need some more. I need a coach. I need some, you know, guidance or maybe I need more time. I think that's something that's reflective about you. And so not even as far as like, hey, the top 10 dating tips, which, you know, I haven't dated in a long time. Um, that So I'm just speaking from that, on that side, a period of safety. And, and something that, you know, from what I've learned talking to dating coaches and, and different folks, um, you know, just to help equip us better for, you know, our clients, I think it's a sign of, you know, kind of, if you share that much at the very beginning, I would just ask you, I think it's good to reflect, why did I do that? Ooh. And a lot of times it's just nervousness, honestly. It's just a thing that fill the void, but yet you've disclosed a bunch of information, um, you know, that maybe was not ready too soon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you talking about your ex and all the, the, the things that you just didn't like about him. That's really not the time to do that. It's not the time or the place because they want to know about you, not your ex. Right, right. I, and again, yeah. And that, you know, is. And if they do like it and they feed on like you not liking your ex, like you got to wonder, that doesn't seem like that's healthy and, and you don't want to spend a date with somebody else talking about somebody that you've just finished the divorce with and that you, mm -hmm. and again, you got to reflect, why am I spending so much time talking about this person? Mm -hmm. Maybe I haven't fully resolved those issues. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about not you. You're not over it. If you have to do that, that means that you are not over it and you need to take a step back and just pause. Yeah. So what about the phone? You know, I mean, I, I go to a restaurant and I see two people sitting at a table and they're both on the phone. And I'm thinking, are you here for each other? 
so you should probably, I'm thinking, put the phone away. That'll let per someone know that you're actually interested in them. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I see that all the time, you know, and, and there's my husband and we'll be like, look at that family. Like they're all looking at their phones. And then we're like, kids, put away your phones. Like, no, we're all here together. Uh, yes. So that's going to be, I, I think that's going to depend. There are people like that. But also if you're with somebody and they're doing that, um, it's kind of like, you know, nowadays with the watch, you know, if you really want to make a good impression on somebody, don't even wear your watch, especially on this Apple watch. It gives you information all the time. You'll be completely distracted. Um, that that's really going to be, I think it's a point, like if that's who you are, then I guess that's who you are. So you want to date somebody who doesn't care if you look at your phone the whole time and maybe they do, but yeah, that's kind of, how are you going to really get to know somebody if you're distracted yeah. and you're not going to pick up on your normal cues that you might otherwise do? So I, you know, I do think that you should have your phone and you mm -hmm. should have that backup friend that's going to call you 15 minutes in and have your code word if you're like, oh my gosh, this is just happening. I have to go. Because like, if you're not at the point where you're like, dude, this is not, I don't want to here i'm out you know so if you want to just kind of have a more polite graceful way to mm -hmm. do that um yeah. i think that's a good idea yeah i think that's a good idea too but someone just constantly looking at their phone in your this this first first date it's a way to to get to start to get to know a person but if they're on their phone or you're on your phone then you're not getting to know each other and so that's mm -hmm. really not smart yeah Another thing I thought about is alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. A few beers and several glasses of wine. That's really going to throw you off. Yeah, most likely. And, you know, I, I think that's, you just got to watch out for that because, you know, particularly you've been in a relationship a long time, you are in, you know, a safe space or whatever, like you do, you have to be smart. I mean, you know, even the, um, the, the, you know, girls going to college and things like that, um, their concern and their safety issues are that, um, people aren't putting stuff in their drink. Like that's what the kids are out there thinking now when they're dating or at a bar. Um, but that's because it's happened a lot. So be mindful and be smart and safe. And I would say that for the beginning. And I know it's it's very socially acceptable. It makes it a little easier. You just want to be, you know, wise and use restraint because again, you're out on a date with a person that you don't know or you're getting to know. And, you know, you just um gotta look out for those kinds of things. Yeah. And that made me think what you just mentioned about um, college students and, and that thought is if you leave the table and your drink is on the table and you come back, you know, is your drink safe to, is it safe to drink whatever was there, you know? And it's crazy world that, that we do think of that, Julie, but uh, it is, it's where, you know, it's the world we are in and you know it's not even just watching too many movies um or law and order on my part it's just <laughs> it's just the facts yeah. of, of the world we live in and 
and it's been a long time since you've been out or shoot even if it's not been a long time it's been a period of time and and things have changed and not everybody deserves your trust right away they should earn that and yeah. you so you gotta look out for yourself while they're doing that mm-hmm. yeah because there are things that someone can put in your drink and you never even know it and then you are really in a in a bad situation mm -hmm. yeah and that brings me to the next point if you have a gut instinct about something you should trust it am i right absolutely and i recommend this a book called the gift of fear and it is amazing and there's um on oprah's podcast there is she interviews that i remember i watched her interview this guy back in the Maybe it was the 90s. It wasn't mm -hmm. all the way back to the 80s, but it was the 90s. And in what it is, humans. And there's a new book out um, by Malcolm Gladwell. Like, I think it's called Perfect Strangers. Both are really good as to say we as humans have great instincts. But we are the only species that ignore instincts. Animals don't ignore their instincts. And when they sense some bad situation, they run off. We, and particularly women, particularly are afraid of being rude, but something in you says, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. You, I I really urge everybody to read that book, listen to that podcast, like embrace your instincts and listen to them. And don't worry about um, your manners in that as they affect your instincts. Um, and I, I just think as, and if you're, hey, and now if you're single and you're living alone, like even more so embrace that and take that very, very seriously. I I always have probably just growing up with uh, my grandfather, who's a judge and just very much instilled that in me. And, um, you know, I started to note and what I realized, um, and I've always had dogs and uh, not really big dogs, but just a dog, you know, and I've always and I learned like a long time ago, probably when this came out, when the dog didn't like when my dog didn't like somebody um, and, and granted, she's a little cock spaniel that was very attached to me and maybe not the nicest, um, but that was OK. Um, but she was feeding off of my energy because maybe I was nervous or something. And then, so I just, I, I say that to say, trust it, you know, and if you, if you have a dog and you know, you're, they don't like the person, Hey, if your kids don't like the person, like, don't just dismiss all of that right away. If you get a weird feeling, don't push it aside because they're really cute and that feeling you have doesn't seem to be consistent with the way they're behaving. Our instincts are so good and strong. And um, I think it's really important that if you have that, if you, if you feel it, move on, move on and just go somewhere else. It's just, we, I don't think we talk about it enough. And um, that was why you probably were in that relationship for way too long because you denied and you pushed aside your instincts, explain them away mm -hmm. when you knew it was time. And you knew it wasn't working. So that's that little service message on that. <laughs> that was a good service message. Tell us the podcast and also the books again. The book is called The Gift of Fear. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, I will, um, it is, um, and in this um, person, I'm trying to see who, Gavin DeBecker is the author. There's a lot of stuff that he's done out there. Mm -hmm. But if you search for The Gift of Fear, it's just a great book. And it is 
so it's amazing for women. Like I really think that women can learn so much about themselves and and you know basically it's like true fear is a gift because it really and I mean true fear like where you've are like you know we've all watched the movie and we're like don't go down that alley don't do it mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about you know or you're like huh I don't know that guy you know slowing down to help me yeah, like no when you because we really do sense it mm-hmm. and we'd rather be over um you know overreacting and safe than have ended up in a situation. So I yeah. I think it's really important for women when you are now entering the dating world and you haven't been. It's just like with my my daughters and you know young single women. It's like I really I'm like embrace this because when you're out there with somebody else, you're the only one. So you really need to tune in to your instincts and, 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 and look out for yourself. Yeah. The book is like 400 pages, not a lot. You can go to the beach, read the book and there you go. So yeah, definitely. That is a good idea. Now you mentioned something about the kids and that's the last question I have for you on here. All right. When do you introduce the kids to your new boat? Hmm. Gosh, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, I know I was always a pill um, anytime my mother introduced me to somebody. So, and oh, I was I right. Let you. me just tell you, girl, I was right. I was mm-hmm. right. And she would probably agree. She would still say I was a pill. But um, so I don't know. I, I really don't. And I think that that is something, again, your instincts should help you with that. But also a therapist, um, mm-hmm. a life coach, dating coach, maybe hopefully somebody you've been working with. Um, And I don't know that anybody needs to be introduced to anybody until maybe you think, okay, this could be serious. But then, um, you know, I think there are very um, experienced and educated counselors and mental health people who could really help you with that and children and family therapy really help you do at least the best that you can with that. Um, because, and I would say, frankly, uh, how it's going to depend on, on the age of your kids too, you know, and just because they're young, they're in their twenties in college that I'm not saying that means they're going to handle it any better. So I, I think there's just a lot that that's like such a big question that you really should talk to somebody about that because, um, you know, your children love you and, you know, they're going to have a different they're going to have different reactions kind of based also on where they are developmentally and, you know, what your relationship is with them. So I would, I would try, and, and there's no going to be no perfect way, you know, like you may do everything the therapist said, or you've read all these books and it just is a total disaster. Hey, but you, you, you did the best that you could and you tried. Yeah. Would Ooh. be my advice on that because, you know, it, most things can all work out. People do have other relationships and friendships, companions, and, you know, their children generally, your children generally want the best for you, I would think, hope. Yeah. Any parting words? Well, good luck. You know, if you're out there dating, have fun, be safe. And, you know, 
I think it's worse. I think it's good. You know, it'd be good if you have, you know, dates that don't work out, you know, not like multiple relationships where you feel like you give your heart to somebody that, you know, probably doesn't deserve it. But, you know, have an open. I think it's great if you are open and wanting to be out there in the world because too many people are so get so hardened that they they won't try to have that companion again. And I think that, you know, as we said in the beginning, we're relational people and, you know, that is important. But you know, it's important to have fun, don't rush off and just, you know, and surround yourself with good friends and family who can maybe help keep you, you know, centered through this whole new world because it's different and it's changing. Heather, it's always a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Julie. This was a fun one to talk about. It was. Until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women Winning Divorce. We hope you found information to help you navigate your divorce. If you like our show, please take the time to subscribe and provide a five-star review. If you need more information, please visit our website at womenwinningdivorce.com, where you will find previous episodes and other helpful content. Join us next week as we continue our journey of women winning divorce.